Warning, this podcast may contain graphic and triggering content. Please listen at your own risk. Each individual struggle is different and everyone's recovery and healing journey is different. Please reach out to a certified medical professional if you need help. Welcome to episode 50 of Stomp the Stigma, the podcast aimed to fight the stigma surrounding mental health through education, awareness, experiences, stories, resources, and the vulnerable truth. Thank you guys for joining me today for my one-year episode. I can't believe it's been a whole year, and I can't believe that this is episode 50. That is so crazy. But I just want to start off by saying thank you to everyone who's been even a small part of this journey with me. Thank you to all of my guests that have joined me so far. Thank you for being so open and raw and vulnerable with not only me, but everyone else out there who might hear your story. Thank you to each and every one of the listeners that have tuned in over the year and Thank you so much to my friends and family for all of your love and support. I really am so passionate about these conversations and the mental health advocation. So thank you guys for allowing me this space to share and create. I know it is my podcast, but without you guys, this would not be happening. So yesterday was Bell Let's Talk Day, a day that is very near and dear to my heart, but also the day that this podcast was launched in 2021. So Bell Let's Talk Day of last year was actually um, tomorrow. So Stomp the Stigma one year anniversary is tomorrow, which is just unreal. I can't even describe to you how I'm feeling, but... Uh, Bell Let's Talk Day was created to end the stigma surrounding mental health and start the conversation. It's a day that raises funds and awareness for mental health initiatives in Canada. Um, If you want more information or resources, you can visit letstalk.bell.ca. But Stomp the Stigma was created to continue those conversations year-round and to have those difficult conversations and to normalize talking openly about mental health. And I really hope that listening to other people's stories and hearing my episodes has pushed some of you guys to kind of open up to the people in your life and um, talk about your struggles a little more openly. I know that it has even pushed me to talk about my own battles with the people in my life too, so... All right, this past year has been such a journey for me. I've learned so much about mental health and about mental illness, and I really can't wait to continue that education this year uh, through hearing other people's stories and through sharing my own. I've learned so much more about my own journey, and I've become so much more comfortable talking about it openly. I've met so many incredible people from all walks of life and connecting and relating to each and every one has been the highlight of my year by far. You know, despite being in the middle of a pandemic, the social interaction and those meaningful 
human connections has definitely kept me sane this past year. Um, As you guys know, I live by myself. I am pretty social. So being stuck on my own through this pandemic has been so hard, but this this podcast has allowed me to connect with people I never would have otherwise, and it has been incredible. With all of that being said, the podcast does take a lot of time to create. Um, finding guests, planning the questions and the interviews, and then recording the episode, um, editing, and all of the social media as well, it all takes so much time. So, For my own mental health, I have decided that I'm going to cut back to releasing a new episode every two weeks going forward instead of every week. Um, But don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. Just giving myself a little more time so I can continue to enjoy it instead of turning it into kind of a chore and forcing myself to do it. So to celebrate one year of Stomp the Stigma, I'm going to do a little Q&A session for you guys. I don't often get to be on the other side of the questions, so I'm excited to answer some for you. Um, I asked you on Instagram the last couple weeks to submit any questions you had, podcast-related or not, Um, and I got a few in from you guys, so here we go. The first question is, what has been your favorite episode so far? Okay, honestly, I could never choose a favorite. That's like asking me to choose a favorite child. I have had so, so many incredible conversations, and I've heard so many different stories. Like, you can't even compare the different stories that I've heard, so it would be impossible for me to pick just one. Plus, I don't really want to say that one person's story is better or worse than another, because, like I said, they're they're incomparable. So... Maybe that's a cop-out answer, but I do get this kind of post-interview high whenever I speak to someone. So for me, human connection is kind of what I aim for. And sure, there are episodes that aren't my favorite, but I have never ever left an interview without feeling that high afterwards. So if sharing their story helps the individual and that's it, well, then it was worth it in my opinion. So every episode is absolutely worth it to me. Okay, how has your own mental health journey changed since starting the podcast? Um, I feel like as I get to hear more stories, more journeys, and more coping mechanisms, I've gotten so much more comfortable talking about my own struggles, as I said before. And In the process, I've learned more and more about what my battles involve. So yes, I've been diagnosed with BPD, but each person with BPD experiences it very differently. So some characteristics that I experienced, I didn't even know they were a part of it until I got to talk and connect with others. And... So through hearing what others have gone through, I'm starting to think that I might have other mental health concerns as well. So I've really, really enjoyed getting to know myself even better over the past year. And I'm open to what will come this year too. 
you know, I'm, I'm really excited to become more connected to myself and become even more in tune with my own mental health. Plus, over this past year, I've been exposed to so many new coping mechanisms to try. It has been so great. Okay, would you ever have your own family on the podcast? Um, probably not. <laughs> uh, as I mentioned in previous episodes, I don't have much support from my family when it comes to my uh, mental health journey. So it's not something that we ever really talk about with each other. Um, I have other people in my life to turn to instead. I think it would be a great episode to have members of my family on the podcast and hear their perspective and and their experience kind of through my struggles and how they viewed kind of my childhood and how I learned about what I was going through and all of that. But since it's not something that we ever talk about behind closed doors, um, there's no way that we would talk about it on the podcast for everyone else to hear. <laughs> The one person that I do share a little bit with is my sister, and she has said that she can't bring herself to listen to the podcast because she's afraid of what she might hear. So, uh, so no, I don't think I will ever have my family on, but you never know. Maybe, maybe one day. All right. How do you find your guests? That's a very good question. Um... At the beginning, I started off by asking people that I knew if they were willing to come on and share their story and just talk. Um, And then once I spread the word a little bit, I had a couple people come to me that wanted to voluntarily share their story, which was amazing. Um, But most of the time, I find guests through the Stomp the Stigma Instagram community. I also like to ask my guests if anyone comes to mind that would be a good future guest, so somebody that they know that's also struggling or has a story to share, um, or somebody that is just wanting to come on and talk about it. So sometimes I get new guests that way as well, um, but I'm always looking for new guests to join me on the podcast. Do you have future guests you would like to have on? Ooh, um... I would love to get into other areas of mental health. So I would love to get the chance to talk to someone with schizophrenia or bipolar disorder or OCD or postpartum depression. The list goes on and on. Um, I'd love to expand the scope of the podcast kind of as wide as we can to include as many different stories as possible. And this is something I've been thinking about for a while. I'd love to bring on different types of therapies as well. So art therapy. I've interviewed, obviously, talk therapists and I've interviewed music therapists. But I would love to bring in art therapy, dance therapy, you know, animal assisted therapy, other types of therapies and resources out there that people can access and give a try to see if it works for them. Obviously, this podcast is all about spreading awareness and education, so anyone that falls kind of into that scope is welcome on the podcast. But do I have any specific future guests in mind? Not really. I just, I'm open to everything and everyone. All right, this one is a good one. Why is Bell Let's Talk Day so important to you? 
Okay. Um, I've touched on this many, many times before, but kind of for the same reasons why I started this podcast in the first place, growing up with my own mental health struggles, there was always such a stigma around it. You know, in our family, in our house, we didn't talk about it. We didn't acknowledge it. Um, whenever I left school to go to a therapy appointment, I was told to lie about it. So I would tell my friends and my teachers like that I was going to, I don't know, a doctor's appointment or something else. It was never a therapy because that was something that was so frowned upon in our society at the time and in our household. So as you know, Bell Let's Talk Day and Stomp the Stigma uh, fight kind of any and all stigma surrounding mental health. So Bell Let's Talk Day is the single largest day to raise money for Canadian mental health initiatives, which I think is so important and so needed. Um, We talk about the tough stuff, we get the hard conversations going, and like I said, we continue them all year round through Stomp the Stigma. So together we are all slowly normalizing talking openly about mental health and I think that Bell and Bell Let's Talk Day has done an incredible job at spreading awareness in our community. Um, Bell Let's Talk Day was also the day that I shared my story publicly for the first time many years ago. Uh, Nobody in my life had any idea about the battles that I was facing every day and the Bell Let's Talk initiative kind of pushed me to share my story. And since then, being open and talking about my own journey has become so much easier. And uh, being open about it has allowed me to learn so much more about myself, what I need, my boundaries, um, what helps me. So I will always be a huge supporter of Bell Let's Talk Day and what it is doing for mental health in our own community. All right, has your goal or mission for the podcast changed? I would say not really. From the very beginning, the goal has always been to fight the stigma surrounding mental health. I mean, that's very vague and very general, but I think we are doing that every single episode, and it may not be an overnight change, but If each episode reaches or impacts just one person, then I think it's totally worth it. So, no, the premise of the podcast is still the same. Um, I just hope that we can reach even more people this year and make a bigger impact on this cause. Have you kept in touch with any of your guests? Uh, Yes, I have, actually. Um... I'm so, so lucky to have met some incredible people through the podcast. Um, I've also had the chance to reconnect with friends and people who were already a part of my life before the podcast. Uh, I got to hear people's stories that I never would have expected from friends I already knew. And I also got to be the first to hear some stories as well. So... I feel super privileged to be even just a small part of anybody's journey. Um, But yeah, that doesn't really answer the question. Um, Have I kept in touch with anyone? Yes. Yes, I have. Um, I've gotten quite close with a couple guests, actually. Uh, We talk pretty often and check in on each other 
just to make sure that everything's okay, usually like once a week or so. Um, But I do keep in touch with a handful more, not as often as that, but we definitely message each other once in a while. And this, this community has been incredible. So if I'm having a hard day, I know that I can go and message someone in this community and talk about it. And I hope that everyone out there knows that they can too. You know, sometimes it's easier to talk to someone that you don't even know. So if you ever want someone to turn to, I am always here. The Stomp the Stigma community is always here for you. So yeah, long answer, but yes. (laughs) I am so happy to say that I have become friends and kept in touch with quite a few of my guests, actually. What have you learned about mental illness yourself or others? Ooh, that's a big question. Um, about mental illness, I learned that it can take on so many different forms. You know, for some people, it can be not being able to get out of bed in the morning, not having the energy or the motivation to have a shower. For other people, it could be panic attacks. Um... Certain places can be triggering, certain noises, activities, um, certain scenarios. And before this podcast, I kind of saw mental illness as being similar to my own experiences, which I know is completely wrong, but I know that there are multiple forms of mental illness, but I don't think I realized that it can look so vastly different for other people, you know, and there are so many characteristics that you might not expect. So it goes to show that you should always, always be kind because you really never know what someone else is going through. Um, About myself, I've learned that I am way stronger than I thought I was. Um, If you told me even two years ago, that I would have started a mental health podcast and talked to strangers every week, I I would not have believed you. I would have laughed in your face. You know, through this podcast, I think I've matured a lot. I think I've grown so much. Um, I think I've opened up a lot. And I think I've become so much more in tune with who I am and who I want to be in this life, including setting boundaries for those around me um, so that I can be my best and just finally being able to put myself first without fear of judgment and without guilt and without shame. So yeah, that's kind of what I've learned about myself this year. I'm sure there's so much more, but that's what comes to mind right away. Um, About others I've learned that some people in my life silently struggled for so long just like me when I was younger I thought I was the only one going through all of this and I felt so isolated and alone but when sharing my own story over the years I had a bunch of people send me messages and share bits and pieces of their own stories with me and I've learned that Even though you might feel completely alone sometimes, your own community is filled with people who can relate to you. You just have to be open enough to find them and connect. But once you find the ones you trust enough to talk about it with, it is 
so liberating and I really really hope that everyone out there can find their people too because it doesn't always have to be family and it doesn't have to be somebody that you have known for a long time or are super close with but there's always somebody out there that is willing to listen and is willing to help you out okay another one that's kind of similar um how has your own life changed since starting the podcast well like I said I've grown immeasurably in the past year. I can't even, I don't even know if I can describe it, but partially because of the pandemic forcing me to be with myself and find out who I am, but also through the podcast, I've found more and more of myself. Um, Anyone that knew me a couple years ago, you would have known me as this much more shy and quiet person and I've come out of my shell so much I mean I talk to complete strangers on a weekly basis so what does that tell you (laughs) that's something I never would have done before ever Uh, but being on my own has forced me out of my comfort zone even more Uh, it's forced me to find you know new communities and friends and connect with people I never would have expected or would have met otherwise so my life has changed a lot in the past year in more ways than this but I can honestly say that it has been in the best ways possible Ooh, this one is not related to the podcast but what are you looking forward to the most once COVID is over I love this question um I'm so looking forward to hugging my friends again, getting the girls together, and going out. I am an extremely social person. I may be quiet, but I'm extremely social. So being isolated for so long was so hard on me. Um, I'm glad we can get together with some friends now, but I cannot wait for the day we can get dressed up and go out dancing again. Um, I'm a big hugger as well, so I can't wait to hug anyone and everyone. Uh, You can also tell a lot about someone by the way that they hug you. I'm also really, really looking forward to the day we don't have to wear masks anymore. Um, Because I really miss seeing full face expressions. You know, you you can tell a lot by a person's eyes, but I miss seeing people's smiles. I miss the conversations that you can tell so much from without any words, if you know what I mean, like if that makes sense. Um, So yeah, no masks and lots of hugs. (laughs) I can't wait for that. What has been the best and worst part of the past year or the pandemic? Okay, the worst part for me has been... Um, the lack of connection with the ones that I care about. I mean, obviously we've all had to learn how to connect with people using technology, but not being able to see and connect with people in person as much has been the worst part. Like I said, I'm very social, but I don't think I'm the best conversationalist via like text message or technology, so... That has been really tough, but I think we did all right. I think we made it through pretty well. The best part of the past year has been, 
connecting with myself. I know I, I've talked about that a lot already, but my whole life, I've always been in a relationship. You know, when one ended, another one started pretty quickly. Um, and I never really had much time for myself or time to find myself when I was young. And that's the time when you should. That's the time when you should be out there trying new things, just seeing what you like and what you want in life and all of that. So it's weird being truly single for the first time and being forced to be with myself because of the pandemic. I got to really connect with who I am and find the real me. And I know it sounds super cheesy, but I'm finally starting to like this person and like who I am and be proud and happy with the person that I've become. What in society today do you feel is contributing to the increase in mental illness? That is such a good question. Um, I think I've touched on this a little bit before, but I don't know if I necessarily agree that there has been an increase in mental illness. I mean... I think we've seen more and more mental health concerns being brought to the forefront, but I wouldn't necessarily say that there has been an increase in mental illness because I don't think that they can just appear out of nowhere. However, mm, I think we are seeing more of a discussion around mental health and the awareness and conversations are becoming much more prevalent in today's culture. So the discussions around mental health and diagnoses and taking care of yourself in that way are relatively recent. So even a few years ago, I think we didn't always know kind of what it was, but nowadays we can notice and acknowledge that, oh, I'm feeling off or... I'm having a bad mental health day and this is what I need. This is what I need to do to help myself. Um, But with all of that being said, I think the nurture side of the nature versus nurture debate around the roots of mental illness is definitely becoming more prominent. Um, There's been a huge spike in media and social media influence on what the ideal life or body looks like, I guess. Um, If you can really call it ideal, I don't really know. And we see the social media influence on an individual's perspective of themselves and their own life because all they see online is everyone else's highlight reels and don't really see the full picture. Plus, I think uh, the current generation is raised, well, generally speaking, raised with more technology and less connection than previous generations you know starting from a young age i've seen i've seen young people unable to hold a normal kind of face-to-face conversation because they're more used to virtual communication instead you know you see a lot of parents just you they throw their kid an ipad or You know, they put them in front of the TV um, to entertain them. I think that's becoming more and more prominent these days than it ever was in the past. So I do think that the younger generation that's growing up in this kind of era and culture 
could be prone to more mental health concerns because of this, but I'm, I'm no expert by any means. That's just my opinion. But I do also think that the stress and trauma that has come from COVID for certain individuals over the last two years could cause some mental health concerns. You know, it's these kind of traumatizing events and situations that can trigger the onset of mental illness. So maybe I'm contradicting myself now. Um, I guess I guess I could see an increase in mental illness due to the pandemic, but for the most part, I think a lot of it was always there, just maybe hidden or masked by other things, if that makes sense. All right, what do you think can be done to start the conversations earlier in life? Ooh, I'm so glad you brought this up. (laughs) Um, I think education in schools is huge. Teaching kids from a young age what mental illness is, what mental health is, um, the importance of taking care of your mental health as well as your physical health could do wonders, I think. You know... Um, teach them coping mechanisms and give them those tools in school so they're ready to handle it later on in life if they need to. You know, um, showing kids what different mental illnesses look like, some of the symptoms or warning signs, I guess, and explaining to them that if you are living with a mental illness, you are not broken and there's nothing wrong with you. It's just an injury that is the same as a broken bone or anything else like that and you just have to take care of yourself. So beginning to stomp those stigmas from a young age would absolutely change the stigmas that continue on into adulthood. You know, there are so many stigmas around adults struggling as well and I think mental health education in the workplace is also a great idea. Um, From my own personal experience, most companies will just send out a flyer or a note claiming that they support mental health initiatives and like we're always here for you if you need help and all of that kind of thing. Um, Something like that that requires, you know, very little effort on their part just to, I, in my opinion, Or in my experience, it's been just to kind of save face and because they think they have to say something about mental health because it's becoming such a big part of our culture and the conversation. Um, I talked about this a little bit on a podcast I was a guest on last year, actually, because I've never worked for a company that truly cared about their employees' mental health. And I've had a hard time accessing resources and kind of having those discussions with my employers. So, yes, I absolutely think the education and conversations around mental health should start as early as possible. All right. What surprised you the most while making 50 episodes? Ooh. Um, the thing that surprised me the most was that you can never tell what someone has been through or is going through by the way that they live their life. You know, you can never tell by the way someone looks or what they do for a living or even their personality. And I 
I know that that shouldn't surprise me as much as it does because people are still shocked by my story every day, every episode, (laughs) Um, every guest that I have on. Um, People look at me and they see this outgoing, happy girl, which I am pretty much all the time. I'm super chill. Um, And from the outside, I look like I have a great life. I mean, I do have a great life. Don't get me wrong. I love my life. <laughs> you know, like I'm I'm a scientist. I have a great job. I have my own house. I have amazing friends and family and I really have nothing to complain about, but nobody ever suspects the shit that I've been through and the things that I battle with internally every single day. So, yeah, I really don't know why it still surprises me sometimes, but <laughs> The most shocking stories I've heard over the last year have come from the ones that I least expected. People from my life that I had known for so long and had no clue about. Uh, people that I had known for a short amount of time but would have never, never suspected the worst from. And even people that I had just met who were the most fun, outgoing, high-spirited individuals this is what surprised me the most and it's such a big lesson that I think is so so important for everyone to hear okay one last question to cap it all off for you um what are your plans and or goals for the next year okay ooh um for the podcast I just want to continue connecting with people and hearing their stories. I know it sounds super cheesy, but I love being even just a small part of someone's journey. So I I have no plans to stop anytime soon. (laughs) I can't, I really, I can't wait to see where the episodes take me this year and who I get to meet. Um, I would love to diversify even more this year, Um, expand my guest list and dive into more mental health concerns that have not yet been addressed on the podcast um, because the list is endless. There's so many more to talk about that I haven't really touched on yet. Um, And oh, I was thinking about this the other day, actually. I would love to hold a conference as well to bring this community together and hear a bunch of stories live all in one place. I think human connection is so incredible and I would love, absolutely love to bring people together who can relate and connect with each other on this level. Um, I don't know if that is a possibility for this year um, because I love the idea of doing it in person rather than virtually, but who knows, maybe a virtual conference, that would be fun too. Um, So yeah. Those are a couple ideas I have for this year, but I'm just, I'm so excited to see where Stomp the Stigma will go. All right, that is all the questions that I have for this episode. Um, I really want to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, Thank you for all of the love and support over the past year. I really could not have done this without you. And um, truly, if you ever need an ear, or a shoulder to lean on. I am always, always here. Please don't hesitate to reach out. 
I know I say that all the time and I know it's hard to do, but the first step is always the hardest. Trust me, I know (laughs) from experience. Oh my goodness. But we are all in this together. Um, Happy one year to the Stomp the Stigma community. I am beyond grateful for each and every one of you. So thank you so much. Share your story, speak your truth, and together we can stomp the stigma.